Ephesians 6, 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, that you may enjoy a long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Good morning, church. If you're visiting with us, thank you so much for being here, for coming our way. And I want to encourage all of our members to look around. Uh, look around at our visitors and notice them and make sure you speak to them and make sure you uh, make them feel welcome because we are indeed excited that you are here. We're excited that every one of you are here. In fact, back in January, about five months ago, we embarked on a challenge, a study, a theme uh, throughout this year, all in. The month of June will be the sixth month. You know, I, after Michael spoke at the, uh, the, the church picnic last week, it made me think about something he said. He made mention about us being right at six months, and he made mention and asked the question, how are we doing? And so I got to thinking about that, and next Sunday I want to uh, give us an opportunity to do something um, over the next few weeks, uh, but that'll be announced next Sunday and, and, and given out then. But I wanted us to look at this Scripture all in. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17. I want us to read this aloud together. So I'll start and you read with me, okay? Let's read it aloud. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Amen. All in. And I want us to challenge ourselves to ask ourselves the question, how am I doing? How am I doing by being all in? You see, I have to admit something to you. Here, here as, we, as I, I try to lead this study, listen, I struggle. And times I struggle being all in. You know, God has created us to be creatures of choice. And so I have to ask myself, what kind of choices do I make? Because that affects the way I live. That affects how I live. That affects if I'm living all in or not. You see, Paul writes there, whatever, you, whatever it is you do, whether it's in word, the things that we speak or choose not to speak, or whether indeed our actions, the way we live, or the way we choose not to live, how are we doing? And I want us to think about that and challenge ourselves over the next month, this sixth month, uh, of this year and this theme. Turn in your Bibles, if you will, to the book of Ephesians chapter 6. And we want to continue our thought today about being all in the family and how we can be no ordinary family. If you look at the news across America, what, what do you see? We, we see a nation that is divided. We see division everywhere we turn. We see the threat of conflict and war, do we not? We see others taking advantage of other people. We see others taking from other people. We see the world living it up. 
That's what we see when we turn on the television. That's what the news wants to report to us. This is what's happening. We might say, life just isn't like it used to be. You ever made that statement? You see, likely we're right because it isn't like it used to be. And we've used this statement before, and you know, the more I think about it, the more it's proving true. As goes the home, so goes the nation. So if we look at the news, how are our homes? As a nation, we can see evidence of our homes struggling. So what happened? What happened? It's obvious that Satan has been eating and tearing at our homes. He's pulling them away. Therefore, he's doing it to our nation. Therefore, he's doing it to the church. Because our families are not immune, are we? Hello? Our families are not immune, are they? I mean, you think about it. If Satan wanted any family in the world, would he not want Christian families? Would he not want to tear apart and rip apart Christian families, therefore ripping apart the church? You see, if he can do that, he will be successful. The great philosopher Socrates said this, Could I climb to the highest places in Athens? I would lift up my voice and proclaim... Fellow citizens, why do you turn and scrape every stone to gather wealth and take so little care of the children to whom you must someday relinquish it all? Powerful words, isn't it? You see, I don't have to say it. If you're a parent, you know parenting is both exciting and difficult at the same time, isn't it? (laughs) I'm reminded of a story. There was a group of expectant fathers in the waiting room and and their wives were in the delivery room and they were out there waiting and uh, the nurse came out and he said, she said to one man, congratulations sir, your wife just gave birth to twins. And he said, wow, that's interesting. I play for the Minnesota Twins. The, The next nurse came in and she said to the next guy, congratulations, your wife just gave birth to triplets. And he said, wow, that's amazing. He said, I actually work for the 3M company. And then they noticed a guy slumped out of his chair, laying down on the floor, and they went over and they asked him, they said, sir, are you ill? Are you okay? He said, no, I work for the 7-Up company. (laughs) We know that parenting can be both exciting and challenging. And so what are we to do? we've been trying to do in order to be uh, not to be an ordinary family we must go back to God's word and find out what God expects of his children what God expects of those of us who would like to not be an ordinary family look at what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6 Ephesians chapter 6 And he talks to two specific audiences that I want us to think about today. He talks to both children and he talks to both parents. And so I want us, young people, I want us to see what does God expect of us 
as young people. Parents, what does God expect of us as parents? First of all, Paul said, children to parents. Children, obey your parents. Wait a minute, are you kidding me? I mean, you go to school, right? And you have to obey your teachers. And you come and your parents say, listen to what your Bible school teachers say. And now you're saying at home I have to obey my parents. It's obey, obey, obey everywhere I go. You're right. Because if we don't want to be ordinary young people, that's what God asks us to do. That's what God tells us to do. You know, even in the uh, secular Grecio-Roman world, children were expected to obey their parents. And when children obey their parents, Paul says, you are obeying the Lord. Therefore, the opposite would be true. Paul is indicating that if you choose not... Are you with me? If you choose not to obey your parents, you are imitating... The pagan Gentiles. Young people, if I said nothing else to you today, that's one of the most important things. When we obey our parents, we're obeying the Lord. When we choose not to obey our parents, we are imitating people of the world. And this has been the case since Bible times. It's not just something new today. You see, Paul said, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. You see, the authority of parents and the submission of children to that authority has been something that has been believed in even since ancient times in the ancient world. And God also included that in His covenant that He gave to Israel. And Paul would remind us again, obedience of children to their parents is obedience to the Lord. You see, we started out talking about we are created to make choice. And so young people, we have the choice. We have the choice whether to obey our parents or not. But hear this, when we do, remember, we're obeying the Lord. It's just the right thing to do. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise. You see, to honor means to give value to. Young people, to honor means to give value to. Adults, whether our parents are alive or not, we may be beyond the years of being obedient to our parents, but we are never beyond the years of honoring our parents. And how do we do that? We do that by the way we live. Do you remember? I love it when Bradley leads that song, Because He Lives. How sweet to hold a newborn baby. 
Parents, do you remember when your child was born? Young people, I want you to hear this. Because the anticipation for nine months building up to that day when you are born. And then the day you are born, and it's, it's a celebration. And when you take that child home, you're, you, especially if it's your first one, man, you're scared to death. What do I do? They don't give us a manual like they do with a car or some sort of electronic. What do we do? And then we go through that process. And you see, young people, sometimes you don't understand why your parents do what they do, why they say no, and why they say, well, let me think about it. It's because they love and care about you so much that they can't imagine anything happening to you. So when we obey young people, we honor them. We honor that love for us. One person said, while a child may obey his parents without honoring them, he cannot honor them without being obedient. Obedience should flow from honor. So let me ask you this, who do you honor? Who do I honor? For when I honor my parents, I honor God. Paul speaks of a commandment. A commandment with promise. What is it? Verse 3. That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. You know, our society, it's addicted to living forever. You want to be healthy? I want to be healthy. You want to exercise? Man, the exercise industry is booming. People want to be... People want to live in a sense, whether they admit it or not, want to live forever. But they want to live forever in this body. See, the reality is we, live, we will live forever. Either in heaven or hell, according to God's Word. That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Now this doesn't necessarily mean if a, if a young person obeys their parents like the Bible says and honors their father that they're going to live forever and live a prosperous life. No, it seems that what Paul is saying that it's a general saying. If you obey your parents and you honor your parents then you will have a general life of well-being. What a promise. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise. And verse 4. Fathers, parents, to children. Fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. Do not arouse them to anger. Now, You think about that. Does that mean that when I discipline my child that they're going to be happy because the reality is they're not, right? If you have teenagers, you tell them to do something. What do they show you? Attitude. And so it's not that 
that they won't dislike what you're doing. But one person said it this way, this involves avoiding attitudes, words, and actions which would drive a child to angry exasperation or resentment and thus rules out excessively severe discipline, unreasonably harsh demands, abuse of unfairness, constant nagging and condemnation. So it's ruling all that out. It's talking about that over and over harshness, putting down. You remember last week when we talked about husbands and wives and, and put downs? I think that probably could go for our children as well. I read a story, I didn't include it, but it talked about a father who got upset at his son for the way he was acting. And in the restaurant, he said to him in a harsh way, What are you worth? And out of anger, he said, nothing. And as the story goes on, the guy who witnessed that caught himself in a similar situation. And out of anger and frustration, he asked his son, what are you worth? And he led him to believe he was worth nothing. But the next time that happened, he changed. His son aggravated him and and disappointed him and he got angry and he spoke out of anger and he says, Son, what are you worth? And before the son could say anything, he said, You're worth loving. Imagine the difference in that child's life. You see, that's what Paul's talking about in not provoking our children to wrath. Uh, the, The proverb writer in Proverbs 13 and verse 4 says, He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. Young people, you ever... I remember when I was a kid, I remember thinking in about the third grade, hearing some of my friends say, You know what? My mom lets me do whatever. And I thought, wow, wouldn't that be cool? And you see, the reality is it's not cool. Because to, for a parent not to love their kids means they don't give them any limitations. They don't give them any discipline. You see, that's parents' jobs. Proverbs 23 and verse 13, I love this one. Do not withhold correction from a child, for if you beat him with a rod... He will not die. Amen. (laughs) Fathers, parents, do not provoke your children to wrath. But here's the positive side. Bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. That's discipline and instruction. Discipline refers to the act of providing guidance of responsible living. That's our job. That's our job to raise our children to the point when they get ready to graduate, Christian. And your mom has done a great job. To get to the point to to, to graduate, to go out on, on their own. As a parent, have you ever wondered once you got to that point? How have I done? How have I done? Are they ready. And you see the young people, the reason parents ask that question is because they care so much. And they're concerned about the job they have done. Young people, please hear what I say. 
Do you love your parents? You want to give them the greatest honor in the world? Live right and live for God. You see, they're going to worry about you no matter what, but if you live right and you live for God, what a way to honor them and what a way to honor Almighty God. And parents, what a way to honor God by loving our children enough to teach them the best we know how responsible living. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6, the Bible says, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. This too is a general saying. That doesn't necessarily mean Parents, if we do all that we can do, that our children will never turn away from God. You see, that too is painful, isn't it? I'm reminded of what a young person said on the day that he would graduate with his peers. At 18 or 19 years old, this is what he shared with his class and their parents. Sometimes, parents, you do all you can do and your children turn out living differently. And He gave examples in Scripture of people who did just that. Young people, you want to dishonor your parents? You want to dishonor God? Turn away from God. And you'll break their heart. And you'll break God's heart. Turn to your Bibles, if you will, to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. And this is a command that was given to the children of Israel. Of how you pass on faith. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4 in the Bible says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Jesus said that. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. And you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Young people, why do your parents bring you to church? Because they believe it's important. Of all the things that you'll ever do in life, your parents have brought you here today because they believe it's important and they want you to know all your life, wherever you go, be involved in the church. Because maybe through life experiences, they have found out and they have learned that it's important. But a challenge for us parents 
And it is a challenge. We are pulled at so many different directions, with so many different devices. And the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 6, teach them diligently to your children. Talk about God and His Word and His commandments when you sit in your house. When you're at the lake fishing. When you're at the mall shopping. When you're mowing the grass if you have opportunity for conversation. Anything you do together, you talk about God and His Word when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. I've often said, and I meant to start our lesson this way, that this is probably the most challenging to me because I'm a parent. And I love our boys so, so much. Yet, there's times I fail. There's times I do not talk about God at home or when I'm on the way because we're pulled in so many different directions. And as a parent, I want to honor God by talking about Him constantly and teaching my children to do so. So that one day, Brother Donnie, if I'm blessed with grandkids, I can do the same. One person says, the conclusion is that fathers are to provide all the training that is necessary in bringing up their children in the order that they may be productive citizens in the community and the church. This is done by education, which includes admonition and discipline, and by encouragement, which includes correction of wrong behavior and praise for right behavior. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. As we close, I want to share with you. I want to share with you what a a prayer a parent wrote down for their family. Dear Lord, thank You for this child that I call mine. Not my possession, but my sacred charge. Teach me patience and humility so that the best I know may flow in its being. Let me always remember parental love is my natural instinct, but my child's love must ever be deserved and earned. That for love I must give love. That for understanding I must give understanding. That for respect I must give respect. That as I was the giver of life, so must I be the giver always. Help me to share my child with life and not to clutch at it for my own sake. Give courage to do my share to make this world a better place for all children and my own. I'll be an ordinary family. 
get advice from Dr. Phil or someone else. Not that their advice is bad. But if you want to not be an ordinary family, the best place to go is God's Word. But let me encourage you, as we've already seen, it is a challenge. But together, we can do it. And with God's help, we can do it. Children, honor your parents by living a life of faith to God and doing what's right. And when you mess up, honor them by making it right. Parents, let's continue to encourage one another in the challenge of raising our young people to speaking of God not only at church, but at home and in the car and wherever we are. If you need to respond to the Lord today, don't hesitate. Don't let Satan hold you back. As together we stand and sing. We're part of-